0: So I always like to look at like a business, like a triangle, right? If your business is, or you or your business are in the middle of that triangle, there's contracts, there's trademarking, and underneath is a business formation. So like LLC things. So I always think like, if you can get all three things, then you're really reducing your risk for anything happening.
1: Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are gonna get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello, my sales superstars. I am so excited to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. Pumped to be here and bring this amazing person to share with you here today, Lindsay Levine. And and I am thrilled because every week we get to talk to somebody who's an expert in some other area of business. And I would say this is probably one of the most important areas uh, for all of us to be mindful of as new business owners is how we can protect ourselves from the legal perspective. And I brought Lindsay on here today. She and I have done some projects together. We met through a mutual friend and uh, just love you and your energy, Lindsay. And I I was so excited that you agreed to come on here and serve my audience in this capacity. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been so great working with you. I've loved it. Yeah, I've loved it, too. So why don't you share a little bit with us about you? Because you have some pretty cool experience from, like, the Miami Heat to a couple of really cool things that you've done. So tell us about you and how you got here.
0: So, yeah, I started off in the music law business, um, representing up-and-coming artists, and then went and started working for Comcast. And the division of Comcast I worked on was I represented the Flyers and the Sixers and uh, the Philadelphia Arena. So I got really indicated with the sponsorship agreements, media agreements, just everything, you know, that came about different venue agreements. Um, It was there that they asked me to be a compliance officer for the company. So I would say like, I was the Debbie Downer of the company, like my last couple of years. (laughs) Um, But you know, I got to really see what had happened, because we were so autonomous from Comcast corporate, what happens when a company kind of grows without those Standard foundational pieces, those basic pieces in place, and it ends up turning into a mess. So um, from there, after my uh, after like ten years, I left Comcast, um, started my own thing, and in the process, then got hired by the Heat, and so kind of did the same thing with them. I did compliance, I did a lot of contracts, and again, same consensus came. It's like, all right, these are bigger companies, and they haven't done the basics. So. I originally started just doing compliance work, and then come you know COVID, one thing led to another as the universe kind of does at times, and I started getting more and more people who had just started businesses coming to me. So uh, now my practice really uh, just I helped small female business entrepreneurs, and that's usually so that's everyone from business coaches, health and wellness coaches, and so what I found out is that. A lot of people, it's like, you know, going to a regular law firm is unapproachable, unaffordable. And so a lot of people, one, just don't do anything, or two, just try to get things online, and it doesn't really help them out. In some cases, it even hurts them. So my whole business is around helping small business owners in an affordable, approachable
1: way protect themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, because there is a huge need for that right now. Because to your point, when I first started my business a couple of years ago, one of my coaches was like, we'll make sure that you have a lawyer that you know that you know, can write a contract for you. Mm-hmm. And so I scheduled an appointment with a, an official law firm. And I was so out of place. I walked in there and I was like, do I even have any business being here in the way that they talk and it, it? This is nothing against them. They, they were doing what they do with their yeah. job. But this all sounded scary and like a big deal. And I was like, I don't know. And I kind of ran from there. And I was like, I'll get somebody later. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And then you start to see things come up in your business that you're like, "Oh, okay, I, I might need help with this or I might need some representation here." And there's a lot of there's a lot of need. I mean, business owners have needs for protecting themselves, for legal representation. So it's awesome that you're representing a group of people who probably felt underrepresented in the the legal arena. For sure. And I think a big
0: piece of what I do is I educate. So, I mean, you know, we've worked together and I'm all about explaining what like things mean. Because in the end, if you don't know what it means and someone wants to change a piece of your contract and you have no idea why it's even there, you might say yes to something that shouldn't be said yes to. So I'm all about that educational piece, which I don't think standard law firms provide.
1: Yeah. I didn't get the impression that that was kind of a service that they were going to, you know what I mean? And by <laughs> um, the minute. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I didn't understand, they were speaking kind of over my head. And and again, I don't think it was meant intentionally. It just, I was like, you guys. I can tell you for a fact, because I've worked with Lindsay. She's so patient. She's so good about explaining things because we are not lawyers. We are not attorneys. We don't understand the legal mumbo jumbo that's in a contract. And we might be agreeing to something that we don't quite understand that we're agreeing to. So there's a lot of value there in what you're offering, just teaching people. And I know how helpful that was for me. So thank you.
0: Of course, of course. And I love doing it. So it's been great. Yeah. Talking to these small entrepreneurs
1: and just helping them with, you know, the legal basics. Yeah. So what do you think it was? You said, like when the pandemic happened, a lot more small business owners uh, owners started coming to you. Do you think it's because of the surge of, of people who decided to start a business when that happened? Or what do you think it
0: was? For sure. I think it's the surge of people starting their own businesses after, you know, COVID. And I think, you know, just, marketing that I've done on Instagram, it's, you know, helping people in that, that niche and making it easy to, you know, explain, okay, this is what you need and, you know, a combination of that stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Super helpful. Hey everybody. My name is Stephanie and I wanted to share some thoughts and experiences that I have had so far being in Nicole's next level sales program. I am a recently graduated nutrition coach. I did the Precision Nutrition Program, and i literally like just starting. I have a full-time job figuring out how to transition out of that. I have this plan that I'm working towards, but I just, I just, about a month ago is when I found Nicole and I loved her energy, I loved her passion, and she has been so supportive of me so far. Um so if you are considering the next level sales program her program i I highly 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 recommend it. So I have been going through um, we have access to all of the content like right now the program doesn't start until January we have access right now we got it like a couple weeks ago at least and um, I have been just grabbing all of the information that I need to launch my business and, I have a client. I have my very first client. She has people who she thought would be interested. And then I have one other potential client who is also interested when I launch officially in January. So, um, yeah, I can't recommend this program enough. I am super psyched. Um, I love being in Nicole's energy. And um, as you all know, she's a huge, huge supporter of all of us. So if you're on the fence, sign up.
1: Isn't it incredible to hear how much progress these women have made, the growth that they have experienced because they put themselves in the room and in the community that made all the difference for them. And that's possible for you too. If you like those results that you heard, if you want some of those for yourself, let's chat. Sign up for a free 30-minute customized sales plan with me and I will help you create a sales plan that's going to help you move forward in your business and we can discuss opportunities for you to invest in yourself and get the support to really take this to the next level. I'm excited to hear from you. Go to the show notes, click the link that says customized sales plan and let's jump on a call and chat about what it looks like for you to step into your next level. So let's start there. What what are some of the things that whether it's a new business owner or they've been in business for a short period of time that you see that are mistakes that they're making or areas where they're not covering themselves?
0: So I always like to look at like a business, like a triangle, right? So, and, and maybe some things don't apply to each person, but in general, right? If your business is or you or your business are in the middle of that triangle, there's contracts, there's trademarking and underneath is a business formation. So like LLC things. So I always mm-hmm. think like if you can get all three things, then you're really reducing your risk for anything happening. Some things that I've seen are people just grabbing, you know, a friend's contract or grabbing a contract from the Internet or maybe not even using a contract when providing services. And that to me, it just I promise you, like it might not happen in the beginning, but it it will come back to bite you in the butt. There is no doubt with that. It just happens, unfortunately. And some people, like a lot of my clients, have learned that the hard way. Um, So I would say that trademarking has become a really big deal these days just because of the ability to market yourself across the United States. You're not just talking like local anymore. You're talking like you can have a nationwide business from like your home office. So Mm -hmm. being that, you have to make sure that you're able to use the name that you've created for yourself, and also just making sure no one else is using it. I've come into, unfortunately, a lot of people, some of my clients that have started using names, spent time and money using those names, and then get a cease and desist two years down the road.
1: I had that happen not too long ago with a client where it was from a a law firm, and it was a cease and desist for her to use the, it was like her Facebook group name, I think, is what it was.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really prevalent. And I've seen it happen way too many times recently.
1: So that's where something like a trademark can really benefit you because you're trademarking your name, your business name, your program name.
0: Yeah. So when you think of trademark, you think of branding. So it's like the outskirts. So it's like a program name, a podcast name, um, a logo, a tagline, anything that is like deals with branding, that's your trademark. So yes, ideally, you would be trademarking it, federally so that that way no one even if like they start you know in a different state it doesn't matter you're still covered and it they you trademark it under Two things. It's one, it'll be like looked around what's the name and it's not just an identical name, anything that could be confused in the marketplace. So that's why another some other people get in trouble with that because they're like, well, it's not the same exact name. Like doesn't matter. The trademark office looks at it and says, well, can this be confusing for people? And then the other thing is looking to see what services or classes there's 45 classes that you can trademark something in. So seeing what classes
1: are in that trademark. Does the class matter? Like let's say two people have the same name for their program and they're both trying to trademark it. Mm-hmm. Does the class that it's in matter? That way one person could have that same name in this class and another one could have that same name in another class.
0: Yes, it's huge. So like think about Delta faucets versus Delta airline, same name, two different, pro- very different products that you would never be like, okay, these two
1: things do not go together. Got it. So that's a huge, because well, what is there out of these classes? Are there specific coaching classes? Yeah,
0: forty-one is online coaching workshops, entertainment conferences. Then, if you want like health and wellness, there's also um, lab results. And don't quote me on this. I want to say it's like class forty-four.
1: There's a medical field component to it too on a different class. Okay. Got it. So, coaches, the class, and um, medical—anything that would be trademarked medically. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So, the trademark is really a big, a big piece of this. It's huge. It's it's really huge. So, I always tell like my clients, like if you're spending
0: money on your brand and you're growing to build your business, how how important is it to you that you're keeping this name? So, ideally. Get this done as soon as possible, and you know you start with this this comprehensive trademark search that shows exactly what's out there, anything that be, could be like confused in the marketplace with that stuff. So it really helps you understand like, hey, how I can grow my business. So for example, I had a client that wanted a name, and they were they were a marketing company, and down the road though, I knew they wanted to do coaching and mm-hmm. do conferences and stuff. So I came back to her, I'm like, hey. You can do the name now, but moving forward, you need another name because someone is exactly in that, in that class. So it gives you at least ability to roadmap how you want to move forward.
1: Okay. And so why was she able to use the name now, but not moving forward? So is she, cause there was no,
0: the person who had the same name wasn't in the same class now, but she then eventually wanted
1: to do it in that same That class. other class. Got it. Okay. So yeah, that is, the classes are a big deal. So what would you, like, if if somebody's, like, just starting out and they don't have a lot of money to put in their business to, like, you know, doing everything, what's the first thing they should trademark? Is it their business name? Yes, for sure.
0: If you have a name, so another thing to notice, like, if it's a descriptive name, so for example, you couldn't just uh, trademark health and wellness coach. Like, that's not going to apply. You need to have right. something unique. So, yes, the name is definitely the most important. And then, you know, moving forward, I always say, like, You can trademark your logo if it makes sense. So, for example, the Nike swoosh makes sense. If you just have, like, a stylized font of your your name, there's no reason to trademark that.
1: Right. Nothing super special about it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. So, initially, if they don't do anything else, the name of their company and a logo if it's something, like, unique and special. Yes. Okay. And that was one of the sides of the triangle. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the LLC and... The contracts. Contracts.
0: Yeah. So the other big, big thing, especially you know, moving into a new year, I always like to talk about contracts. Make sure your contracts are up to date. So, and I'm not just talking about. Okay, obviously you have your service agreement. So this is going to be the agreement, your health and wellness coach agreement that you give to your clients. That should be buttoned up, making sure your services are specifically sex forth and not giving broad ideas. So, for example, what do I mean by that? So if you have like a package. And you're like, okay, package A, they get this, but you're not really explaining like a call, you get a call. Well, how many calls did they get during this time frame? And really getting into like the nitty gritty details because the last thing that you want is someone coming up to you and being like, well, I thought you meant this and you didn't mean that. And so if you can eliminate that, all together that's like the issue when it comes to you know contract to having disputes with your clients is that people don't necessarily agree that one side thinks one thing the other thinks the other thing so if you have it all laid out it just creates just a better relationship for you and your client and less conflict and that includes like termination ability right like what happens if someone wants to terminate
1: lay it out super super clear you know i think that's a big one too because there are how do I want to say this? Their coaching is is still relatively new. And it's not for people who have been in the coaching space for a while, but to the world, it's yeah. not, it's kind of a a, you know, up and coming industry. And I don't know that it always gets viewed. For example, a contract with a small business owner is going to be viewed in the same way as a contract with like, a doctor or a lawyer, I don't know what contracts we sign with doctors, but some somebody that, who might be viewed in society as more established or more official, like, yeah. especially female small business owners. It's like, the, I, I think the assumption is like, well, if I don't want to hold up my end of the contract, then I don't have to.
0: Exactly. And then also, another thing to think about with coaching and like, what else is important is making sure you have disclaimers on your thing. So making sure that you're not, there's no guarantee as to what they're doing. They can't come back at you and be like, well, I followed your advice and now my life is ruined. Like, you know, and, and people, they look for things to blame. They look for people to blame when they're not happy. So you have to really make sure you're covered. So you don't want them coming back and being like, well, I followed your advice and I lost, you know, a gazillion dollars. <laughs> Something
1: That's like that. Right. Yeah. Right. So, because I think that that's part of, and and this is why I love so much that you're here, because I think we all need to hear this. We as business owners feel like, well, what are our rights? Well, number one, we have to have a contract in place to have any rights at all. 100%. Yeah. I think that's one of my learning experiences is like, well, you don't have any rights to do anything unless you have. So as soon as somebody signs up with you, that contract has to be in place.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and even it's like, you know, I, I come into contact with like, oh, well, she's a friend of a friend especially when you start out and that's how you get your contracts in the beginning, but to just get them done in the beginning. Cause you know what, if they're that friend, they're going to have no problem signing that contract either. It's just going to put you in a good position because you just never know what can happen. Like I've, unfortunately I've seen it happen, you know, friend of a friend wasn't happy with services and then it just puts everyone in a bad position. So yeah, doing that and making sure from the get go, as soon as you have your first client, And, you know, for that matter, anybody you do business with, whether it's services, whether you're hiring an independent contractor, anything like that, they should have all,
1: everyone should have agreements. Yeah. I think it's important to remember, I learned this when I was in the corporate world, like the contract isn't just for us. No, it's for them too. Like you should want to, if you're investing any amount of money in somebody, you should want them to be sending you a contract so that you understand, everybody's clear on what the expectations are. It protects both sides.
0: And like, I always say this too, because I think there's like, you know, legal gets kind of a bad rack and sometimes it's very warranted in some regards, but in the sense that, listen, you can have contracts without going crazy. Because I've seen contracts that are like 15 pages for a coaching agreement. There's no need for that. So you can have a three to four page contract that's going to really protect you. And it's not going to feel overwhelming and feel like you, you have no business giving this to your client. A good contract works for your business, and it works for you and your personality. So I mean, not to say that you're not going to
1: protect yourself, but it doesn't mean that you have to have 15 pages of language that doesn't really apply to you. Right? Yeah, I think that's, that's actually a really good point, too. It doesn't need to be that that wordy. But as long as we are protected in our business, because one of the things that I've that I help my clients with, and I've experienced, we make business decisions based on somebody committing to working with us and signing a contract. I might need to hire a new team member because now what I'm doing is taking up more of my time and energy and I need some support with delivery or whatever it is. And I'm going to make business decisions that I'm committing to because of your commitment and your signing the contract. So when somebody's like, well, I just don't, I'm not aligned with it anymore.
0: Well, it doesn't yeah, I went through this the other day. with this. I was drafting actually a health and wellness agreement for somebody and they're like, well, what, you know, I feel bad asking. I'm like, you can't feel bad saying to someone if they want to terminate during like this four month period that you're going to charge them because you've, maybe you only take 10 people in that in a course and now you've only, you now you're down to nine. Well, it doesn't mean you shouldn't get paid for that 10th person yeah. because you, you held it for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, that's a really important point for us to remember, because I've also talked to clients. They're like, well, it's not a big deal. It, well, no, you still somebody committed to you for a certain period of time. You sold a spot that is now going to be vacant and you could have sold exactly. it to somebody else. And really, at the end of the day, we have to protect the health of our business more than anything else. If, if we really care about continuing to do it. 100 percent. It's such a big thing. And to your point,
0: too. I mean, I think it just makes a company look more reputable when you have an actual agreement to be like,
1: all right, okay, this person's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like before they even have a website, have a contract, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my big hangups all the time because people are like, well, I'm not going to sell yet because I'm just going to work on my website. I'm like, it's like saying I'm not going to start playing basketball yet because I'm still sewing my uniform. How do you know you like basketball? Yeah, exactly. Like go play around a little bit. You don't need a uniform yet. You can go play. And shoot and do what you need to do before you sew and, and create your uniform.
0: And use the money that you're using to sell clients to go then build your website.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I say all the time. You don't need a website, but you do need a contract. So here's a question that I have. A lot of people, and I heard you say this earlier, and I've seen it happen many times, they'll borrow a contract they signed from a... Well, my coach had this contract, so I'm just going to use that. Or my friend just gave me this contract that she used, so I'm going to use that. Could you maybe share with us a little bit about why if they're brand new and they're just starting out, is it okay to write a one page basic contract that they wrote for their very first client or what, what would you recommend that they do?
0: So listen, I, you know, I get money as a thing. There's, there's, Cheaper ways to do things now. So like, for example, you can get good templates, like I sell templates, and that's not even like a go buy my templates, but it's just, this is ways to protect you more than doing a sheet yourself, picking things Mm -hmm. from like like Google or borrowing something. And the reason why is because like clients will come and be like, all right, I've been using this contract for a year. Now I'm ready to go get like a legit contract. Can you want to just review it? And I'm like, wait, you've been using this contract? And they're like, yeah, well, you know, my friend got it from some somebody, and they've been using it. I'm like, okay, so the problem with that is one is that there's sometimes been things that have already been changed, and maybe to the detriment of the coach, right? So you have no idea what you're agreeing to, and you don't know necessarily if it's good or bad. And I've had several instances where I've looked at conscious. I'm like, you do know this really hurts you. Like, like this is not good for you at all. So. That's why it really is, it's like a nominal fee to get like a good contract somewhere and just make sure you're at least protected in this one area. Again, you don't know what you don't know not being a lawyer, right? And when you write your contracts, you don't necessarily, if you're pulling things from the internet, you don't know what's important, what's not important, or maybe if what's, if somebody's missing something in the contract that you found online.
1: So that's why it's right. a really good idea to just, you know, get something from a reputable place. Right. Yeah, I think that's really, really valuable advice, because that is one of the areas where I see people wanting to, to you know, and I've had people say, well, can I just use yours? I mean, yours is obviously from a lawyer. And, and can I just and I'm like, but how do you know it's going to kind of like what you just said? How do you know it's going to cover the things that you want and need it to cover? And I don't know if it would work for you because I'm not a lawyer. So I would suggest if you do want to use mine, you still go see a lawyer and run it by them. Hey. I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people, but I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it, because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show.
0: Listen, and sometimes I've had clients like that have been like, hey, can you I do like a a risk assessment. So I'll review these contracts for people. And I looked at it and I'm like, very rarely am I like, okay, this is good. But there have been like that one or two times that I'm like, you know what? You got lucky. So good for you. Go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Use it.
2: Wow.
1: Okay. So that is definitely, um, and by the way, everybody stay tuned until the end because we have something really cool oh, yeah. that we're going to be offering you. But that is definitely, I think, really important for people to hear. Like, have something in place that has been reviewed and approved by a professional so that you know you're represented in the contract. Yeah. And then
0: also, um, I will say this, websites, because everyone you know has them, making sure you're protected on that side, too. So okay. website policies are a huge thing, and I group that under the contract section. So these are, there's two policies that everyone talks about, privacy policy and terms and conditions. So your privacy policy, if you collect any information, and I'm just talking about if you collect an email address, just to get those, the mailing list. Mm -hmm. You are required by federal law to have a privacy policy. And what that is, it states what you collect, how you store it, what you use it for, and how somebody can contact you um, if they want to get a hold or tell you to delete it. So that's, again, federal requirement. You need to have that. And then second is terms and conditions. And so terms and conditions, not required. So there's a couple instances, though, that I do say it's really important to have it. One, if you sell anything online, this is going to be what the rules between you and your clients that are buying things online. So making sure that's up to date. Two, if you have a blog, or if you're giving any information on your website, so, you know, with health and wellness, um, having specific health and wellness disclaimers on there. So again, this goes back to what we talked about with the the agreement, making sure if they go online, maybe they're not even a client of yours. But let's say like, you tell them like, this is what I did to, you know, get better gut health after 60 days. And again, someone like does it. And you know, they are now feeling worse, but you don't want them ever coming back at you and being like, all right, well, you're to blame for this. So making sure you have proper disclaimers for that. If you're an affiliate, that's also a legal requirement that you have an affiliate disclaimer. Um, So little things like that make, you know, all that put together just protects you that much more.
1: Is that specifically like the affiliate one? Because people need to, it's kind of like when people say on a post online, this was sponsored by. If you're an affiliate, is it so that people know like what you're saying is actually connected to something that might benefit you?
0: Yeah. Um, so with affiliate stuff, like stating that, like, Hey, I get a percentage of, right. you know, this. So right. there's also third party disclaimers, so to speak. So if you're sending thing, people to wherever, like Amazon to be, cause you're an affiliate there, but you also don't want to be responsible for whatever somebody
1: buys that's on them. And you shouldn't take responsibility for that. Right. So having that disclaimer basically on your website is the way to. So a couple things came up for me when you were saying that, first of all, is this disclaimer on your website? Is this something that is on like your homepage? That's just something that a little icon. So people know what, where does it
0: go? It's on the footer of at least my website and most websites you have the footer. And so usually has like a privacy policy link. Um, It has a terms and conditions link and sometimes like a separate health and wellness disclaimer, usually, um, especially with health and wellness, just because you're being a little riskier when it comes to health and wellness because you're dealing with somebody's health. So making sure those three things are out there. I also am a big proponent that if you're selling anything like protocols or maybe who knows, like little digital media files online that they're also then clicking, hey, I agree to the disclaimers, or I agree to these terms and conditions when purchasing this agreement. And then okay. even have, you know, a little blurb on the bottom, some of my health and wellness coaches have, like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical provider, please contact your medical
1: provider before you yes. do anything on this site. So... Thank you. That was super helpful. The other question that comes up is we're talking about a website, but a lot of people aren't just visible on their website, they're on social media. Are there not privacy policies, disclaimers or anything cuz we're also kind of giving similar advice on our Facebook group or on our Instagram profile. What's required there? So, if you
0: look, there's been a lot lot more times now, especially with Instagram, Facebook, I'm not as familiar with, but you have the ability to put kind of like a blurb on your bio and Instagram that says, Hey, I'm not a doctor. And then through your website, my contracts state that everything, including the website and your social
1: media, it's all inclusive in that. So if it's posted on your website, like a privacy policy or whatever, it applies to your social media. Okay. So that covers like an all encompassing. Yeah. Okay. And then we just had Linda ask, what were the three? And they were um, the privacy policy, the terms and conditions, and what was the health, last health and wellness disclaimer. Health and wellness disclaimer. Okay. So, Linda, I hope that helps. Those were the three. And those are something that along with having a contract, you're saying like, right, well, I guess technically, if you don't have a website. You don't
0: need it. <laughs> you, don't
1: need, you don't need it. But what about your social media presence? So there should be like a
0: blog like a little blurb maybe of just like, hey, I'm not a, a medical provider. You can okay. see like, yeah, certain coaches have that on their on their bio or whatnot.
1: Yeah. Okay. Got it. So we've got contracts. We've got. Oh shoot! Why? How did I forget the the first one? It was the. Remarks. Uh, Yes. Trademarks. Thank you. Gosh, we talked so long about the classes and everything. Trademarks, contracts, and now LLC, if we could just touch on that for a minute. What, yeah. what so, is the, the level of importance of that right away? So
0: here's the thing. I guess it depends. So as a sole proprietor, which most people start out as, right? The difference is, if something happens, somebody sues you, you are personally liable. So that means you're checking, you're saving your house, your car, all the things that you've worked so hard on, it's its up for grabs, essentially. When you have an LLC, creates a shield. So they can't mm-hmm. touch those personal assets as long as you're making sure and being diligent about, like, your banking and keeping, you know, your bank accounts separate and whatnot. But yep. that's, like, the big benefit of it. Um, now, obviously, depending on the state you are, sometimes it makes sense to do an LLC right away. Because, like, I know when I was living in Florida, it was, like, a year. I'm like, all right, well, that's, it would be silly not to do it. Um, Other places like, you know, New York or California. California. Totally different story, isn't it? (laughs) Totally different story. Um, California, I mean, after COVID, they did, um, the first year, they've, they've eliminated it. Second year, it starts that minimum $800 tax because of COVID. They took the 800 away because of COVID? For, For
1: the first year. Oh, okay. Just for that first year. Wow. Which, I mean, it's helpful for sure, but yeah, yeah. but well, probably, yeah. And I would imagine it's because again, the surge of people starting a new business and maybe not having the funds because COVID hit people so hard, they probably said, we'll just let you start it and, and not charge you the first year.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So with that said, I mean, so depending on like what you do, but you have to think about the risk. So obviously when you're in health and wellness, you're going to have it's going to be a lot riskier than someone like taking pictures for a living, right? Because dealing with someone's health versus just like, you know, taking pictures of like brand photography, let's say. Yeah. So you have to just like, you know, kind of think, what's this risk worth? And what am I exposed to? Mm-hmm. So um usually, in most cases, I'm like, when it, especially when it's health and wellness, I'm like, it's just, it makes sense to just do the LLC. Um, you sleep better at night. You don't have to worry that like all that hard money and work you've put into getting your personal assets are taken from you. So, you know, I think it's just, it's a big thing.
1: Right. Yeah, that's super helpful. And and I think there's different, like you said, sole proprietors where most people start. And then I think S-Corp falls under LLC. Yeah. So what's the type computing, of.
0: Yeah, competing is s Corp's actually a tax selection. Oh, it means- got it. You can be a C-Corp, which is like the standard corporation formation. You can yep. be an LLC. And then an S-Corp is the tax election. So essentially, it's how you're taxed. And I think the threshold they say is like, if you're making eighty dollars to $100,000, you should then allow to be an S-Corp. So what happens there, it's like basically... Instead of as an LLC, you're directly taxed everything you make. This mm-hmm. gives you the ability you're only taxed what you pay yourself. Right. So, flow through.
1: You know. Like your <laughs> your own personal salary is a flow through and then you're taxed I mean, on Yeah. Yeah,
0: just that versus like expenses and everything
1: else like that just stays with the company. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so LLC is a business filing. S corp is more of a tax classification. Exactly. Okay, got it. So, contracts, trademarks, LLC and if we're looking to really just cover ourselves, then those three parts of the triangle are what we need to make sure that we have in place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just going to give you a really good, strong foundation, you know, avoid risks
1: and just keep you. Yeah. It's yeah. Really. It's really important. Well, and like you said, I think especially in the health and wellness, like people's health is a big deal. Like this is, this could be life or death in some scenarios. And I know I, the one that comes to mind, cause I see Tracy's on here with us. So hello, Tracy. Um, I think she has a question that I'll, I'll ask in a second, but, people to do breath work. Like, I don't, I mean, somebody could pass out while they're doing breath work with you or, you know, there's so many different things that we need to be protected.
0: And that's like, I mean, some people are like a little crazy, right? So they're looking just to blame people in life. So you just don't want, you just want to be covered enough that they're not going to blame you.
1: Yeah. I think that you're right. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. We can only control the controllables. I say exactly. it all the time. And The thing you can control is protecting yourself how other people are going to react or respond to what they they their experiences with you is on them yeah and here's the thing like too it's like you can do all these things and you might still get sued right
0: that there's no guarantee that you're nothing's going to happen but having all these in place is going to make your outcome a lot better
1: yeah well and it's funny that you say you know you you still might get sued I have a coach that she's like well congratulations because if you get sued it means you've actually made it like to some level of like it's like finding a way to be grateful, I guess, for the experience because nobody wants to be sued. But it's like yeah, exactly. it says something about you and where you've gotten to do in your business. Right. For sure. Yeah. So it's normal. It happens. OK, so Tracy says, what if we work under someone else who is an LLC? Do I still need one? So like a health coach working under a chiropractor.
0: Are you a separate
1: business? I believe she is.
0: So it's like I, employee versus, I guess, independent contractor. Yeah. If she's an independent contractor, then she should have a separate LLC. She should have
1: one. Okay. And she says no, that she's that she's not. So um, so in that case, she wouldn't need one if she's not.
0: If she's an employee and just getting wages like an employee,
1: and it's a and part of it, she's fine. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, I would always, and, and I, I'm not you, but I would imagine you would always say err on the side of caution.
0: <laughs> for sure. For sure. I mean, ideally, she should also, you know, I would imagine whoever she's working under has, you know, that that's
1: a risk for him, too. So, you know, insurance wise and all those things are taking right. care of on his end. Right. Well, especially like you said, in New York, it was what, seventy five dollars. I think in Ohio, it's like ninety nine. dollars I, mean, I think in most states, it's pretty reasonable. So why not just get it? And re- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. OK, awesome. This has been so helpful. So I know you have something amazing to offer everybody as well. So after we've just sat here and told you all these things that you need, Lindsay's going to give you a way to get them.
0: Yeah, so if you guys, um, for the next week, if you either
1: want to contact me
0: and I can help and talk to you guys through what you may or may not need, or if you just want to go on my website, if you use the code Nicole10, you'll get 10% off of
1: all services and templates. Awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. And you have, let them know what you have because it's specific to health and wellness coaches. Yeah. So if you,
0: like I said, I have templates specifically for health and wellness coaches, you can go on my website, uh, lindsayshakeconsulting.com You can go there. There's a health and wellness coach uh, section. There's also um, a health and wellness website package as well. So you can just knock it out all at once if you wanted to. But yeah, you would be totally good with that. And I've made it a lot of people are like, oh, is it going to be complicated for the templates?" I have made it really try to make it really really clear really easy to the point that I've had clients of mine see it because there's like a lot of like highlighting because I tried to do such a good job explaining it and they almost they get a little scared when they see it and then they're like oh my god this is the easiest thing to do I'm so glad I did this so I've made it super super easy um for everyone just like
1: fill out awesome so your website is lindsayshayconsulting.com uh-huh Okay. And Nicole 10 is the code, ladies. So make sure that you go check that out. And if you are not already protected with all these things in place, please go get them immediately because the world needs us. The world needs health coaches in a really, really bad way. And we need more of us out there doing the work and protecting ourselves so that we can keep doing the work, right? So that we we can keep showing up and operating our business and growing our business Um, because people really need us. It's, It's for such a time as this, people are ready to take control of their health and they need people to guide them. And that's what we're here for. Or as healthy wellness coaches. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Lindsay. This was awesome. Um, we will post, I can't do it right now, but I will post your, your website and the code in the comments of this talk. So everybody definitely go check it out. And where can they find you if they want to follow you?
0: So, uh, Lindsay Shea Consulting,
1: uh, no D and Lindsay on Instagram. Awesome. Perfect. So go follow her, go check it out, go check out the website, get yourself that health and wellness package for 10% off and go do the beautiful work that you do in this world. Thank Thank you so much, Lindsay. This was awesome. I really appreciate you being here. And I'm so grateful for your experience and expertise. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, ladies, leave your favorite takeaways in the comments. I want to see them. I want to hear them. Lindsay will get in there too and check them out. And uh, I hope you all have an amazing day. Thank you for being here. I love you all and uh, we'll see you all soon.